Hello and welcome. This is Movies to Take to the Afterlife, the no-format homage to films to be buried with. And as Mother Teresa once said, spread love everywhere you go. Let no one ever come to you without leaving happier and knowing how good the Batman actually is and is better than the Nolan films. Which I'm afraid I'm going to have to uh, disagree with there, Mother Teresa, because I do prefer the Nolan films. Uh, I'm Charlie, I'm a podcaster, I'm a husband, and I like movies. And with me today is a man, a father, an ex-magician, a podcaster of two now redundant podcasts, a blood guy, Michael. How are you doing today, Michael? Not too bad, thank you. Thanks for the introduction. Oh, you're welcome. I always <laughs> uh, like the fact that you were a magician. Yeah. So I used to be a children's entertainer and got paid for it. Um, That's pretty good. Literally just being stupid in front of kids and getting money. Win-win. Okay. So you weren't one of the, the magicians that were like on stage doing shows. Well, I don't mean, obviously, I assume you were doing a show to children, but not like one of the ones in Las Vegas or anything you weren't. <laughs> Sig- Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, Ped and Teller kind of magician. Yeah. No, I wasn't that, that advanced. Um, I have performed at the Auburn Arena, not doing magic, but doing um, circus skills. And I okay. have... Um, I did uh, for one of my um, school Christmas productions. I did um, it, they did like a sort of like old time music hall type shows, which yeah, it was okay. all like, like variety acts. And um, I taught for like year seven kids how to do magic, and we did that. Okay, do you uh, do you still dabble in the dark arts now? <laughs> I don't know, but it's something like I wish I, I remembered more of. Yeah, because um, I did enjoy doing it. Yeah, okay. See, I've, I used to have a little magician set when I was um, when I was younger, but it was just like ones you got from Toys R Us kind of thing. That like the Marvin's um, magic. Yeah, but I I did enjoy like the the tricks and things, but I, I just I never had put the time and effort into like actually learning how to do it properly. Yeah, if that makes sense. One of my um, favourite tricks I used to perform um, was the vanishing bandana. So okay. I always used to the act was basically I'd come onto stage and I'd be like right guys I've just literally ordered this brand new um, magic trick and it's just arrived I haven't had a chance to um, try it but it comes with a CD it's how old school it was okay. comes with a CD um, that sort of talks you through the magic of it so I thought I could learn and perform the tricks for you guys now so I'd go put the CD on press play and it's like hi and welcome to the um, vanishment bandana in front of you should be a box open up the box and take out um the two items that are in there, so you'd open up the box, it's like, you should have a handkerchief, and you display the handkerchief, and the bandana, and you open it up, and it's a banana. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> and it, like, gets you to, like, now fold up the bandana into nice small pieces, and you have to fold it up. Mm. It's like, some people may not believe that it's a real bandana, so go and wave it in their face, so you have to go off stage and, like, put it in their yeah. face and stuff like that. And then you'd, um, yeah, fold it into the um, handkerchief and then open up the handkerchief and it'd vanish. So it works still. Yeah, okay. But yeah, it was okay. always one of my favourite tricks just because of the, um, the uh, trick of like it actually being a banana. Like, yeah. But actually then the trick actually still works regardless. Okay, interesting. Um, I've just, I've just realised I forgot to say that you're actually dead. Oh. That you died a while ago. So it's a bit embarrassing, really. I probably should have should have maybe mentioned that. I've, I've just been getting my Ouija board out, and yeah, I didn't even think about it. So, um, how did you die? Um, knowing me, it's probably from excessive amount of um, barbecue foods. <laughs> what, as in eating too much barbecue? Yeah, just gorged or... myself on it, and then died in an eating contest, maybe. Oh, okay. From eating barbecue for- foods. I always, whenever I go to like barbecue restaurants, I always want to get like the fifty quid platters, you know, the sharing ones. 
Yeah, yeah. But I always yeah. want to get them to myself. Yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm the same. I don't like sharing. I don't like sharing, <laughs> especially when it comes to food. I, I like my own, my own food kind of thing. And barbecue food, I feel like you can eat a lot more than, you know, if you were just having sausage and burgers, I don't know, at home. Like, well, I suppose you would, but yeah, I always find that I, I'd eat a lot oh, more. Oh, yeah, more. you can eat about 20 sausages, can't you? Yeah. You regret it. You regret it later. Or you've obviously regretted it because you've died. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, well, there's some good news. Well, bar from, well, I suppose there isn't any. Well, not good news that you've died, but there are. There is a little silver lining. Um, so the good news is there is an afterlife, and we want to know about all your favourite films that you've watched, and then, uh, and yeah, what ones will go with you, and why. So, are you up for that? Yeah, let's let's give it a go. So, I've got a uh, a variety of questions, if you will. So. What is the first film you remember seeing? Can I just say quick, because in my head, I'm trying not to laugh. Like You're playing it so straight and so well, Charlie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, my favourite thing is, we've already done this before as well. I know. With you. Know. <laughs> you're doing it so well. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, what is the first film that I remember seeing? Um, it's I remember in the industrial estate near where I lived before it blew up, thanks to Buntsfields, um, there I'm was... sorry, just to interrupt you there. I, I don't think the start of the answer to this question would be about an industrial estate that blew up. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, um, in the industrial estate area, there used to be a cinema. Or I'm sure there used to be a cinema there. I'm sure that's where we used to go. Um, and I remember my dad took me to see, and I'm not this old, it must have been a re release. He took me to see The Jungle Book. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and I know for a fact I did not see all of The Jungle Book. I'm, I think I must have fast kicked off or something and he, mm. he sort of like took me out but it's the first film I actively remember going to the cinema to see or ever okay. seeing yeah like see, even if I didn't make it to the ends on that occasion the, the jungle I mean I, I, I have seen it but I don't remember it because it was like I probably would have been a kid the last time I watched it kind of thing um, and I've not really watched it since yeah but I suppose it's like a classic children's film oh it's a classic Disney film isn't it um, yeah it's not got a major plot. Like, Shere Khan wants to kill Mowgli, then Mowgli stops him with fire and then goes to the village. Mm. That's about it. Yeah. Well, I suppose it, it can't be too over-complex, can it, with uh, with it sort of being aimed at, aimed at children? No, and I think, like, the Rudyard Kipling sort of Jungle Book, it's a series of, like, short stories mm. within it. Um, I've never, I've, I'm sure I've read some of them, but... Um, yeah, I'm sure it's like a series of short stories. So, like, they've tried to put some of the stories together to make coherent sense as possible. Okay. But yeah, Fair that was the first yeah. one I do remember seeing. Very good. So, next one. Um, what was the film that scared you the most? I've got two answers for this. Okay. When I was younger again, um, yeah. I believe it was 98 the film came out, Jumanji. Oh, uh, good film. That was on telly the other day, actually. I started watching a bit of it. It's, it is a fantastic... One of Robin Williams' greatest films. Yeah and, yeah. and what's her name? Kristen Dunst. Yeah, she yeah she was like 10 in it. Yeah, really young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I remember going to see it. I think my um, dad took me and my cousin, and then my other cousin and brother went to go see like a live show of some TV show or something like that. Um, okay. But I remember being absolutely terrified by like, the idea of turning into a monkey, the idea mm. of falling through... Like, I used to chuck books onto the floor because we used to live in a flat. 
used to chuck yeah. books on the floor and walk on top of books in case the floor started sinking. And then that way I'd have a chance to get to my bunk bed or something. Yeah, like, okay. It obviously left these like horrors within me. Yeah. Do you um, still do that now? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've grown out of it now. Um, but I was a weird child. I used to be like be afraid of the idea of the um, headless horseman that would come around and chop off my head. So I used to make sure I slept with the duvet cover so it was literally covered right up to my neck so the horseman okay. was being cards already had my head chopped off uh, okay oh, um but yeah second part to that uh um question is uh obviously i grew out of that and then yeah. i remember being ill uh from school one day and i was upstairs in my room and i decided to watch the first start final destination film for the first time yeah, okay and dear god did it terrify me especially <laughs> when that guy slipped in the shower and then the cord got wrapped around his neck yeah absolutely gave me nightmares oh really yeah now what, i scared, watch it yeah properly scared me but was that because you think oh i'm worried that that might happen to me kind of thing no because we didn't have like a shower cord okay. but i don't know what it was that terrified me about it, but i used to have nightmares about it mm. i remember See, it just be it was a very unique idea for a film at the time wasn't it yeah well so yeah it's one of them films, though, that it started off good, and then they've just made so many, it's just a bit like... Oh, yeah, the last one I watched far, was, I think, the one at the shopping centre, but I don't even remember it massively. Okay. Like the escalator caves in or something. Yeah. But I do so want to sort of watch them, because apparently it ties, it all comes full circle. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That that, that could be uh, potentially a next, uh, next Halloween. Yeah, watching all the Final Destination. Well, I'll give a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you don't mind the spoilers either. No. Um, apparently, on the, the second to most recent one, or it might be the most recent one, um, after they escape death, they get onto a plane, the same plane from the first film. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, it does go full circle then, doesn't it? Yeah, which I quite like. Okay. <clears throat> oh, very good. So, my next question is, what was the film that made you cry the most? Now... I know for you, you can give an answer for this because you're a big but strong man and you don't cry. <laughs> well, um, I, well I'll, let, I'll let you answer the question then. I, I, I do have something to, to add. Oh, do you? Um, so I literally could name most films that... Like my first date or my second date with my wife um, went to go see The Fault in Our Stars. Okay. And obviously that's about teenage cancer. Yeah. And I was just sat there bawling my eyes out. There was no emotion from her, but I was sat there bawling my eyes out. <laughs> um, and, uh, like, I can give you a list. So, the most, like, Avengers Endgame, I'll always cry at. Like, it's just yeah. so harrowing, that scene, obviously, when... Um, mm. Who cares about Black Widow? I'm about Iron Man, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. When she dies, absolutely harrowing. Even in the film before, when... Um, uh, mm. God, I can't remember her name, her name now. Gamora dies. But I thought that was quite um, harrowing, sort of like shocking and unexpected. Um, See, the the bit for me in Endgame that it's not made me cry, but it it, well, it brought a tear to my eye is the. I mean, are we are we? Oh, wow, well, you, you've said that, so we're, we're kind of people. It's been out enough. There's going to be spoilers in this see, episode. So, yeah, so there's going to be spoilers. Skip ahead so. if you're not interested. Yeah, but where they where obviously Captain America's shield's been damaged and he. And then yeah, he says, "Look to your left." And then they all fly through the yeah sort of things like that. To me, that's like that was well, that's a, a happy like, cry. I imagine. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a happy cry. That was like I could feel like my like goosebumps and like and yeah. I've never ever since or before 
felt like that in a film. Like it was, it was like it was overwhelming. Like really, like yeah, really, really good. Well, the latest really four film, Love and Thunder, got me crying. I literally went to go see that film alone as well, and I was sat okay. in the cinema crying by myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're an emotional guy, Mike. I know. Oh, I know. So let's let's go through some of the history. Um, anyone anyone talks about um, my girl? I instantly think of um, the. Have you ever seen My Girl? No. Oh, it's an old '90s film, and um, with Macaulay Culkin, okay. um, which he forms like this friendship with a girl, and then near the end of the film, he gets stung by some bees, okay, and dies due to an allergic reaction, okay. And then at the funeral, the girl starts crying because he's not got wearing his glasses it's an open coffin and she's literally there saying he can't see without his glasses he can't see without his glasses and it's honestly one of the most heartbreaking things in the world even if you've not watched the film you can just see that clip isolated and it's yeah. it's so well done okay so yeah um, Littlefoot's mother dying in The Land Before Time yeah I don't think I've seen that film alright this one you definitely would have done um, yeah. Simba's dad dying in The Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. every time I see that film, I cry at that scene. I, would I you, cried. Would, would you cry uh, if you went to see The Lion King on stage? I, I was literally about to say I cried when I saw it on stage, and I oh, cried yeah. when I saw the, <laughs> saw the live action one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Every time. Uh, fair it's enough. like, Dad, wake up, and it gets me. So yeah, I cry at a lot of films, yeah. but justifiably okay. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, each to their own, I suppose. Each I think I even just... cried at Casper when his when her dad like she has to her dad comes back to life instead of Casper, and it's like it was emotional. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> well, you, you must I'll get through some tissues when you go to the cinema. <laughs> uh, I know, but oddly, I went to go see Black Panther too, and not a single tear. And I really oh, thought really? I was going to absolutely bawl my eyes out. With yeah, with with what's happened involving Black Panther obviously exactly. the original Black Panther but okay fair enough um, so my next question is what film do most people hate but you love um, this one when I text you through the answers spoiler mm-hmm. alert you do know the answers um, you said you absolutely love this film yeah. it's got an approval rating on Rotten Tomato- Tomatoes of 37% so it's clearly not well liked I mean it it's not a film that's known it's going to win an Oscar. Yeah. Maybe it's one of those like cult classics. So yeah. I'm losing confidence in my answer, but my answer is oh, okay. Hot Rod. Yeah, I, I think it's a great film. I absolutely love it. Yes, the plot's thin. Yes, it's... Yeah. But yeah, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I think it's good. And I, I, I didn't see it like obviously when it first came out. I got recommended to it by one of my friends who absolutely loved it. Um, so I, I watched it years after it had been after it had come out, but um, and to honest, you know, I've not seen it in years. I've not seen it in quite a few years now, so that might be a. I, I need to make a note because we talk about all these films, and you recommend all these films to watch, and I'm like, oh yeah, I want to watch that, and then we'll come to the end of the podcast, and then we'll pack up or whatever. And I think, oh, I can't remember any of them films that <laughs> to watch. <laughs> but, yeah, because uh, you're still no. Bullet Train, my film of last year. Yeah, I, yeah, I do want to watch that one. I keep um, seeing. Yeah, go, go on. on. No, no, you go on, say, Charlie. You go on. I'll, I'll go on. I'll go on. I'll present and I'll go on. Um, no, no, we're just saying with Bullet Train, I keep seeing clips coming up on YouTube. I keep watching, but I try not to because I don't want to ruin it for myself. Yeah, yeah. No, so. I, with regards to Hot Rod, though, I think it it's so funny. The music and soundtrack are amazing. Mm. It's um, 90, 95% um, uh, 
Europe who do the final countdown. And like oh, okay. some of the songs are just absolutely phenomen- phenomenal. Cherico is one of my favourite songs from the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then also my favourite song from the soundtrack is um, You're the Voice. In okay. which I'm sure you might remember it is the scene in which they're going to do the big stunt and all the crowds gathering behind them and you're the voices playing in the background and there's like mm. some choir singing it as well and then suddenly it turns into a massive riot. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I just absolutely find it so funny. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Okay. Good answer, Marco. Good answer. So, next question is: What is the film you once loved watching, um, but you now realise it's terrible? So you you, you hear you've put Bullet Train. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what's going on that now, Um No, this film is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, the okay. first one. Turbo Power Rangers movie was an absolutely atrocious film. Um, yeah. But the first Power Rangers film, I watched it religiously as a kid. I'd probably say it was a film that I watched at least once a week. Oh um, wow! Okay. Absolutely obsessed with it. I remember going to the cinema to see it and get my photo taken with the Power Rangers. Um, like absolutely loved it and then for my old podcast and um, we did a top five childhood movies yeah. and I thought to prepare myself for this I'll actually um, watch these films again like and see what those like and I watched like so I watched the Rugrats and I really enjoyed that actually quite fun I watched George of the Jungle and that was absolutely hilarious like yeah. it still holds out actually a really good film okay um, what else did I watch uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids no it was Honey I Blew Up the Kid and I even enjoyed that but then I, I went to watch Power Rangers and yeah. I gave up after about just after um, Zordon died I gave up and I was just like it's absolutely awful it's just not watchable mm. and it really disappointed me how bad it was yeah okay yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I've not watched Power Rangers since I was a kid like and I, yeah I was I was yeah, I was I wasn't massively into it as a child. Really? So yeah, I, I didn't mind it. It was something I used to watch, but it was never like I was never like had all the toys or yeah, I just not massively. I remember in my third no second year of uni, they remastered the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers TV series, like the first series. Okay. So I was like, let's give this a watch. And yeah. dear God, when I say they remastered it, because it was obviously in the three by four scale instead of the sixteen by nine. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, rewatching it in it, and what they've done is like they've done giving it a border around the edge, in, and then like say um, I don't know, say one of them. <coughs> sorry, I do apologise. <coughs> say one of them punched another. Um, well, just punched someone. The screen would like flip around as the punch happens. Uh, like, so okay. the screen had got punched, and oh yeah. my god, it was so cringeworthy. I hated every <laughs> second of it. And okay. it really upset me that this thing that I absolutely love yeah. isn't as good as I remember. Okay. But hey ho. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like I find it with games. Like, I think of all these games that you play as younger, thinking, oh, the graphics are amazing, and then you watch. Like videos on YouTube of it being played, and you think, "Oh, them graphics like I can get better ones on my phone now." Like, oh, I know it's crazy, isn't terrible. It? But uh, okay, fair enough. Um, so, next question, a bit of reverse from question four. So, what film do you hate but people love? Um, for this one, I don't know if this is a controversial answer, but I really, really don't like the Matrix. 
What? That, that is a very controversial answer. Yeah. It's just, I find it a bit, I don't know, boring and dull. Like, I, I love Keanu Reeves now. I loved old yeah. Keanu Reeves. But at that point in Keanu Reeves' career, mm. I just, I found him such a boring actor. He gave, he brought nothing to the screen for me. Mm. Oh, so see, yeah. I, I love the, I love the Matrix. I say that I've still not seen the newest one, um, but yeah, I do. I yeah, I, I tried to watch it with Lauren because she'd never seen it, and I think we got maybe forty-five minutes into the first film, and she's yeah, she, she yeah, like she was fully engaged in whatever she was on on her iPad. Like she was just not interested in whatsoever. Really? I think it was a bit too, um, yeah. But no, I, I, okay, well, it's. I see what you mean. I think I think The Matrix is a, a bit of a Marmite film, like you love it or hate it. I don't think there's like you can kind of think, oh, it's all right, kind of thing. I, I, yeah, I think it's either either one or I, I'm saying yeah. that obviously there might be people that disagree with me, but but yeah. I think for me, my issue is um, it's those who say, well, you didn't like it, so you probably just didn't understand it. Uh, Donnie Darko is another film like that. Oh, you just didn't understand it. No, they're just boring as shit. I understood mm. them perfectly well. Yeah, like it's just dull. Mm. See, I like the yeah. Matrix more for the sort of at the time, it was quite like the action and the you know what I mean like the the graphics and the CGI and stuff like that. Which now, but I mean to be honest, I still think it stands up quite well compared to modern films. Like, oh yeah, I it mean, does. The the bullets um, scene is absolutely phenomenal. For me, yeah. the best thing that the Matrix has done though. Is um, the PS2 game into the Matrix? Oh yeah, yeah, that was a brilliant game. That was that phenomenal. Was really good. Absolutely I used to, phenomenal. I used to like to do all the che- you know the cheats where you could like have unlimited because you had that thing where you could do the slow motion thing, but you yeah. had like a bar, didn't you? You could do unlimited that, so you could just like fucking roaming around, just running <laughs> up walls and shooting and things. No, but, I absolutely uh, loved it. Yeah, no, that was good. I did enjoy that. Um, right. So I'm, I think I'm going to end the episode here. Okay. For um, yeah, and then we shall do part two. If, if, yeah, if sounds you're good. In, agree- in agreement with that, so I am in agreement. I was literally about to say the exact same thing. So, so thank you everyone for listening and uh, tune in next week for part two. See Thanks you later. For listening. Bye.